folks, we use analogies all the time. Sports analogies mean competition and success and failure. And that's what's just what we do. When you talk about running marathons, you talk about running a marathon in every state, you talk about trying to build a business. There's a lot that goes together. There's a lot of failure. There's a lot of pain. There's a lot of training and strategy and, and success. And we're going to talk about that next with Jeff Smith. This is a dash of grit recipes for success from courageous leaders who overcome challenges and build great things. Now, podcasting from Spire to leaders in local communities like yours, here is Brian Leflock. And let's get cooking. So I'm excited to talk with you today because sometimes you meet people and you're like, wait, that, that's, that's, that's me. He, he gets it. He gets grit. He gets, he gets action. He gets activity. He gets, gets never giving up. He, he understands the things that you're talking about. Why doesn't everybody understand me <laughs> like that? And I'm excited that I met uh, Jeff Smith. Jeff is our guest today on Dash of Grit. He is the CEO of the Ohio Insurance Agents Association. And uh, he's a, a native of Northern Ohio, uh, where this show emanates from. And, and I'm really excited to talk with Jeff about grit because it's part of his company's philosophy. It's part of his philosophy on life. And uh, Jeff... I'm excited to introduce you to our folks. Welcome to Dash of Grit. Well, Brian, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. I'm excited to be a part of the program today. And I'm glad you're on the show. And, I, and I, I'm interested in, you know, this show is all about grit and overcoming hurdles, but it's on the way to success. And success means something. And I, I'd like to share pe- with people, what's, what's success look like for you now? What's going well? What, uh, what are you accomplishing well? What do you like to brag about a little bit? Because you're doing great things at, at the Insurance Association. And I want you to talk about that a little bit. Yeah, sure. I'd love to do that. So, um, well, again, Brian, thanks for the opportunity to be here and to share some insights with you. So I think what's going well for us right now is a team. I mean, we've got an incredible team of people who are passionate about what they do, care about what they do, and live by the core values that we've put together collectively as a team. Um, Like everyone out there, we've weathered the storm of COVID, um, and it's actually created greater connectivity in our organization with our team, with our volunteer leaders, our board of directors, and, you know, the mission and, and the purpose around why we exist and what we do for independent insurance agents across the great state of Ohio. So it's uh, I think, you know, of all the things that you can be proud about, it's the people that you do the work with. And ultimately, that's where we found great success. We've got, you know, we're a small business. We've only got, you know, 22 people on the team, but we've got 22 people who I am confident care deeply about what they're doing. They're gritty about what they're doing. They're passionate. They'd like to have fun and they support each other. And that that's, you know, by and large with all the other business metrics and accomplishments that we've had and the goals that we've had, they're all great. But at the end of the day, it's the people who we've supported and the team that we've built that I'm, I'm most proud of. And tell me a little bit about who that is that you support and what, what you do. What does your company do? What, what What's the goal? What's the idea? How do you serve people? Yeah, um, great question. And so, as I mentioned, I'm the, I'm, or as you mentioned, I'm the CEO of the Ohio Insurance Agents Association. And so, we're a we're a um, state trade association and business solutions organization for independent insurance agents across the state of Ohio. We, um, you know, provide services to about 1,500 agencies across the state of Ohio, and we do a number of things for them. We do advocacy. We provide professional development and education services for them. We provide insurance coverages from 
their professional liability errors and emissions coverage to cyber coverage to um, uh, you know EPLI and and, and health insurance. Um, in addition to that, we also provide a workers' comp program for them, and um, those are those are some of the primary things. But we've gotten into some other business lines, and I know we're going to talk about a little bit later. You know, around grit and where we've had to really get gritty to expand some of these services and provide some solutions. But that's you know in a nutshell what we do for independent insurance agents. We're a mission-based organization that really is focused on the success of independent insurance agents in, a, in an evolving marketplace. And, and before we get into, into your grit, tell me a little bit about your your customers' grit, because you're providing services for the insurance agents across, across Ohio. What do they need? What are they struggling with? Without you, what are they dealing with? Uh, how are you helping them show grit in their daily lives? Yeah. So Brian, great question. Um, you know, and I know you just had Andy Steffery, one of the uh, owners and leaders of um, UIS, United Insurance Services, That's right. um, uh, you know, with a footprint across um, North Central Ohio. Um, and Andy's one of our board members. And I think, you know, what, what Andy kind of explained, and I'm, I'm going to sort of echo a lot of what he talked about is the grit that I think independent insurance agents show and what he displayed on this show and what we provide for them is that um, competitive edge to, to compete in an evolving and rapidly changing marketplace, yeah. um, you know, that some of the, the deck is stacked against them. I mean, more and more people are doing business online. More and more people are, um, you know, they're, they're not so hyper-focused on doing business in their local community. Um, you know, relationships, COVID particularly has kind of fractured those in a lot of ways where people aren't out and, and you know, able to be out and engage with each other. And all of those things, you know, a lot of those things are, for a condiment, are, are fundamental components of the independent agency system. Independent agents are trusted advisors to their clients. They're the people who are you know, engage in their communities and they're most knowledgeable on, on insurance coverages and risk management and, and, and advising on risk. And all of a sudden, those things, you know, have been kind of, um, uh, you know, because of the evolving world that we live in, it's been a little bit more challenging to connect and establish relationships with people and share that value proposition. But yet, I, you know, I'm confident it's not at all going away or receding because. As you know, we live in an increasingly more complex world yes, in we one do. where we're all it's not faced getting with simpler. greater Yeah, I mean we're faced with greater challenges in our daily lives um you know whether it's you know businesses with cyber threats or it's um you know in our lives of not knowing, you know, uncertainty around climate change and um other things that impact all the stuff that we do. It's like there's never been a greater need in time for a professional insurance advisor yeah. like, you know, the folks like Andy Steffi and others. So we, I, I, you know, I know I didn't maybe, you know, synopsize everything really well in terms of that bundle package of what we do. But I think, you know, the bottom line is, is we support their efforts to continue to compete in a modern insurance marketplace. Yeah. No, you, you, you did that very well, because the first thing I remembered and thought about is that every good insurance agent I've ever met, and I've met a lot of them cares more about the people they serve than their own business. Like they will, they will, I've got my insurance agent's text number. I know exactly where he is at all times. If he goes on vacation, he lets me know. I mean, I've got a solid friend that handles my things. Now he's probably not so always so concerned about his business as much. He'd rather take care of me. And so it's neat that you're there to, to support him and the things that he just needs some focus in on that. So, so I'm glad you're doing what you're doing. That's fantastic. Yeah, thanks. And I, I'll tell you, Brian, I mean, to that point, I think, you know, one of the cornerstones of, of, a, of a good independent insurance agent is the integrity, yep. the, the, you know, the noble nature with which they go about doing their business and in their profession and the honor with which they do it. And it, it truly is, you know, you put 
um, the protection of your clients above all else. And and when we see that's how our people operate, that's the example that Andy, you know, lives by and shares. And, um, and, and you know, he's just one of thousands out there that are, right. that are doing everything they can to protect Ohioans and their livelihood. That's right. And that's where you come in. And so let's talk about that. Let's talk about, let's talk about grit. Let's talk about the things that you've had to overcome to get to this spot where you are in doing this extremely important job of helping others help others. Um, I'm interested in your story. What would you like to talk about? Yeah, so Brian, I, I I'd like to share a personal and professional. So we we subscribed a little bit to the Gino Wickman um, theory on, on yeah. traction. I don't know. EOS. If you, you know, yeah, yeah. The it's EOS right back model. there. Can you see the traction book on the back? Oh yeah, there? I see there it right go. there. Yeah, right behind you. Um, Absolutely. So, yeah, we we you know subscribe to EOS and 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 as you know in the level ten meetings with each EOS session you um you know you start with a personal professional. So I'd I'd love to maybe go down that direction. And yes, sir. Um, I've had you know had. Personal, I think, you know, situations where I had to show grit and same thing with professionals. So I may start with personal just, you know, to maybe share a little bit more about myself. And um, as we were talking before the conversation, you know, I've been I've been a long distance runner for, um, you know, really the last 20 years of my life and started out when I moved to Columbus from, um, you know, northern Ohio. When I moved to Columbus, it was you know, just run a block around the neighborhood to try to figure out where things are at and what kind of neighborhood I'm living in. Yeah. And from there, it got into, you know, something where I just really, you know, I, I started to really enjoy the health benefits of long distance running. And so I went from running a block to running a marathon. And once you start um, moving, you can't stop moving. Once you start, I know it's really hard, start. especially you get those endorphins and you, you know, yep. I really developed a love for it. So I ended up, you know, getting getting pretty serious about running marathons. And, um, you know, it took me throughout the country. I, I, I did this, you know, crazy thing called the 50 State Marathon Club. And, you know, it was what over an 11 period. It's so it's a group where you you run a marathon in all 50 states and um, over the wow. course of 11 years. So from 2003 to 2014, I went across the country and ran a marathon in all 50 states um, and the District of Columbia and had a great time doing it. But there were there were some experiences during that where yeah. grit like just came full full force where you had to get really gritty to finish. Um, you know, a bunch of races, but there's one in particular I just wanted to share on the personal front. Yeah. It was 2009, October of 2009, I was running the Columbus Marathon. And at that point, I had been running marathons for six years and progressively getting a little bit faster. But I got to the point where I wanted to qualify for, you know, the infamous Boston Marathon. Okay. And, you know, you at, at that time, at my age, I had to run 310, a three hour and 10 minute marathon, which was about a 715 pace. Mm -hmm. um, to do that, though, I also got an extra 59 seconds. They let you, you know, at that time, the race was popular, but it wasn't crazy popular where they allowed you an extra, you know, you had to be 310, but they didn't cut you off at 309.59. It was 310. Um, 59 basically would qualify you. So okay. I, I, I trained, I, you know, for, for six months, I really focused exclusively on that race. Um, it was right before our first child, my son Lincoln was born. And it's like, this is going to be the one opportunity I was going to have to exclusively kind of focus on training. So I did the training, I put in the work, I, I up my miles, I did the speed training, everything you would do to get ready for a marathon like that. And I get that out there on the course, we have a perfect weather day. I'm 10 miles into the race and everything is going really well. And at mile 10, um, we're heading into German village out, out just outside of the down, well, connected really to the downtown Columbus. And we're going through a water stop and everything tunnels into this water stop. Yeah. And all of a sudden I get clipped from behind by another runner 
and I just take a tumble. I mean, I take a full on somersault tumble. My, my, you know, I pop up my knees, bloody, my elbows, bloody. I'm banged up pretty bad, but I'm like, well, I don't know what to do. I guess I better just keep running. Nothing's broken. Um, so I lose, I don't know, 30 seconds right there where I'm like kind of in a fog and, you know, trying to dust myself off and I get up and I keep hustling and running. And, and you know what, I figured out like, all right, I'm, I'm, I'm hurting, but I'm not, I'm, I'm not going to stop. So I yeah. keep going, I'm hustling through. And I, I always do a thing in marathons where about mile 18, I need to put in music because that's when you hit the, the, the proverbial wall. That's where your you hit brain the brain starts where, saying, you can't do it. You're never going to make it. You need to turn around quick. Yeah. Your, yeah. your body starts to break down yep. and your mind starts to play really bad games on you. So I put in music. So I'm running by my wife's out there. Who's a complete saint. She's out there, um, you know, waiting at mile 18 with my, with my headphones and my, my iPod at the time. And I run by and she's got it all set up on the song that I want and the playlist. I want everything <laughs> set up. And all of a sudden, you know, I go to grab it and the, the earphones come and it's dangling. I grab it and boom, the, the thing comes unseparated. So I'm like, oh boy. All right. Well, I can't really go on without this because I'm starting to hurt and I need, I need that energy. So I grab it, I put it together and go and, you know, I lose maybe another 30 seconds. And so I'm, I'm pushing along in the oh, race geez. and I'm looking at my watch and I and you're can off tell pace. this is, yeah. it's, yeah, I'm, well, it's going to be a nail biter. I'm like yep. right there. I'm so close. And so I'm pushing hard and I get within that last mile and I'm like, okay, I've run, you know, 720s the whole time, 715, something in that range. But I had, because I had lost a minute, like I had to really dial it down and I'm in that last mile and, you know, you can, the fans start to pick up, you can start to see more people. And I just, you know, it's like you get the runners high and I just hit this point where like I am at a complete low physically but mentally, I'm like, I may never be in this position again to qualify for the Boston Marathon. And I just I get this, you know, rush of adrenaline. And and through the last mile, I keep steadily picking it up. I'll never forget going down the chute. It was, um, you know, through Nationwide Arena. You have a nice steady decline. The last point two mile. Yeah. Um, my family's there. There's tons of fans cheering everybody on. But I am in a dead sprint. And sure enough, I finished nine seconds ahead of ahead. Um, the qualifying time. So. I made it and like, yeah, you know, it was, it was one That's of those awesome. things that I'll never forget. It was like, it was a gritty performance. It paid off. I reached my goal. I got to run the Boston marathon in 2011. And like, it kind of was a culmination of like perseverance and just absolutely being gritty where my body was telling me quit. You're not going to make it. You know, you, you, you've done all you can, but you know, overcame in my mind to say like, look, I can push, I can persevere. I've been here before and and it, it worked out. It was really an awesome, pretty amazing experience. That's fantastic. And, 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 and so many different complexities there because for a lot of people, it's, I just want to run around the block for a lot of people. It's like, I'd like to someday run a marathon, finish a marathon. And for you, it was, I want to run a marathon, but I want to do it in a specific amount of time. And so when adversity hit and you needed to show grit, it, it's like a different feeling. It, it's like, eh, I'll keep going. No, it was like, now I have to make up this time now, or there's going to be, you know, the, the wrong outcome on the other side. I'm wondering, I'm interested. I'm weird this way. I'm interested from the time you fell and you're bloody and kind of scraped up and, and down 30 seconds already with uh, what, 20, 18 more miles to go. Yeah. What was the time like between then and waiting to see your wife? I'm sure that's what you were focused on, but there had to be pain and there had to be doubt. Talk to me a little bit about that, that stretch in the middle. 
Yeah, there was. Um, and, and you do everything you can to kind of just like try to make it a normal, like training run as much as possible, but it's a big run. I mean, I wasn't running to win, but for me, I was <sighs> running for my fastest time by 10 minutes before that I was a three twenty marathoner. So I'm trying to shave yeah. 10 minutes and there was nothing that told me I could do it other than, you know, a belief and like hard work and training. And, and so, yeah, between that time and, and where I, when I saw my wife and got, you know, a little bit of energy from her, I got some energy from, um, you know, the headphones, it was just, you know, trying to continue to push through, um, and trying to make it, you know, trying to bring back to like, okay, you had a steady, you know, eight to 10 miles mm -hmm. to store that. And, and really what they tell you in a marathon is the first 10 miles are just a warm up. The second 10 miles are where your training kicks in. The last six miles is where the race starts. And so I tried to kind of break it down like that, where I was like a 10, 10 and 10, 10 was completely normal until I fell. Right. And then the next 10, I was like, okay, this, this stinks. Like I'm, I'm a little banged up, but I didn't fall too far off pace. So I still knew it was in the realm of possibility that I was going to make it. But, um, you know, it was really when I got that extra boost of energy at the end, that's when the race did begin. And that's where, you know, the grit and the perseverance had to come, it had to kick in. Yeah. Yeah. And so the, when on, on the finish line, so I'm interested in that, in that runner's high part because all of us in business and a lot of folks are listening to this and they're using this analogy. When you realized you were going to hit it, at least you thought you were going to be really darn close. Was there, what, what's that? Explain to people what that's like when, when you're coming up on the goal, you're about to hit the goal. A lot of people miss their goals. I mean, probably 80, 90% of people. I mean, failure is how we succeed, right? Talk to me about success. I want to hear about what that must've felt like crossing that line. It's an amazing feeling. Um, and, and I'll tell you, there's been four times in my running career. So, you know, kind of like you, I, I may log about a thousand miles this year and, you know, over my lifetime, I've, I think I've logged, you know, probably 25,000 miles. Like I, I've, 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 you know, on average, typically been a thousand or more, um, you know, for the last 18 years. And so, mm -hmm. um, it's, it's really ingrained in my blood, but I've had four experiences where I've, I've hit that runner's high where, you know, you read about these stories about people just doing things that are, are you know, out of body almost like, yep. you know, someone lifting a car off of someone who's trapped under it or whatever it may be. And yeah. I'm not equating anything to what I did as heroic, but, you know, trying to describe like you're in this state where um, you just you you feel like you can do the impossible. Like, yeah. you know, I, I've, I, I, I for whatever reason, I, I knew I was close. And I was like, no cramp, no leg cramp, no, um, you know, no lack of breath, no muscle soreness, nothing was going to stop me from accomplishing that. Yeah. And yeah, once I did, I mean, I, you know, I'm, I'm a fairly emotional person. So it was like waterworks, you know, I couldn't hold yeah. it together, but I crossed that finish line. And the crazy thing was Brian, like, you know, when you start a marathon, you know, I didn't start at the front. I started a couple hundred people deep. So my yep. time, my clock time from the start time was off, but I had it on my watch. I knew I had done it on my watch, but yeah. I didn't know what the actual chip time may say. And so it took a little bit until I saw it register. I'm like, okay, everything sank up the way it was supposed to. And it was just an amazing feeling. Like it, it's yeah. one of those things that, you know, I get it why, um, you know, people chase that because it, it's just, it, it's hard, you know, for anything to, to meet that. I mean, absent like, you know, the birth of my children and my wedding day and, you know, maybe graduation from law school and a few other things like that are momentous occasions, like hitting those 
hitting those other personal goals. Like those are really, those yeah. are really big things and special experiences. And I'm so glad you shared it. I, 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 you and I were talking, I love to run too. I don't run marathons. I, I, I failed miserably my first one, which means I'll succeed the next one. But the, uh, the idea that when you're out there and you're trying for something, you're shooting for something and you're going through your mind, what do I have to do? What do I have to accomplish? It's a shift from business. And the thing that I want people to hear now is when you're in business and you set a goal for yourself, that story you just shared, that's, that's the grind, man. You, you got to put the months of practice in or the planning of the strategy or the, put the business plan or whatever. You got to dive in head first. You got to know that somebody's going to trip you up along the way. You're going to get bloody. You get back up. I mean, I'm just telling your story again, but that's business. Pretty soon, someone's going to help you out and give you your headphones, and then you're going to sprint to the end. And, and, and that feeling of accomplishment is why we do it. And uh, that's why I'm really so, so glad you shared that story. That's life, man. That's business every single day or, or for every single entrepreneur who is willing to take a chance. So yeah, it is. Absolutely. How'd the Boston Marathon go? I don't want to leave that hanging. Oh, it was awesome. I mean, great experience. Now, I didn't go out there to race. Admittedly, no. I went out to have fun. It was um, two years post, you know, birth of first child and second one was on the way. So yeah. um, I was, you know, it, I was just out there to that's enjoy the fruits the of the labor. Yeah. Yeah. But it, it was, it was amazing. Like it, it's a cool experience. You know what they always say about marathons, um, particularly the Boston marathon is it's a unique sporting event where you're on the same course as the world's greatest, you know, you, you yeah. don't, the high school football team doesn't play on the, you know, they don't play in the same uh, time as, as, as the Super Bowl champions, yeah. you know, they don't square up against each other. There's no other sport where an average person can get on the start line and granted they're never going to win, but they still, they line up the same day, same time, same everything as the world's greatest. And so it was really cool to share the stage, um, you know, with those folks and, and, and to be a part of that. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's everything that everyone says about it. It is, it is a celebration that city embraces it. You know, they do it on Patriots day where they close everything down. Like, it is one of the coolest experiences I've ever had in my life. And like, I'd recommend it to anyone who's, uh, you know, who has a goal and is running marathons, like try to get into Boston. Like it is, yeah. it will overwhelm you with the, the feeling of joy and euphoria there. So Jeff, you mentioned traction, traction starts in their business meetings, uh, leader meetings with a personal and a business best. That's a personal grit. How about business? Share this, share the yeah, same so, in business. So business, I was sharing with you, Brian, like our, our business, we've been, we've been around for 124 years. So it's pretty well structured. And we're, I think we're pretty good at the things that we're really good at. But a few years ago, about five years ago, we decided to try to venture into a new area. We wanted to build a data analytics company and consulting company for independent insurance agents. And it was a, it was truly a startup. Like we had this existing business and we went out and created a separate um, corporation to, to build this business with. And it was, you know, it was a fascinating experience. Like I've, I've talked to a lot of people who do startups and they tell you, you got to get three things right. You got to get the people, the products and the market right. And um, if you can't get those three things right, you're probably going to fail. But what I've been told is of these folks who do startups that the most important is the market. Like if you don't have the market, it, you can change people, you can change products, but you got to have the market. So we thought we had all three things right when we started this business, you know, five years ago. And over time, 
what we found is you get some bumps and bruises in a startup. And I, I was not involved. I was involved in it, but I wasn't on the staff per se. I, you know, I've obviously been with the OIA, the Ohio insurance agents, whereas this has been a separate company, you know, housed within our confines. And so, um, you know, I, I experienced a lot of bumps and bruises in a startup of trying to find our way around what's the right product. Um, how do you get the product into the market? How do you sell it? How do you have conversations about how do you get adoption rates and how do you keep the team together while you're doing that? So yeah, it was hard. it was an incredible experience where, you know, you put together a pro forma and a business plan. It's the best that you know, based upon, you know, what you have, um, it, you know, in the marketplace at the time. And so we, you know, we hustled and we did our best to put this product in the marketplace. And what we found is we had, you know, great success with some, and then we had, you know, we didn't have success with some parts of it. And so it's been, it's really been an interesting experience to kind of go through a established business with a startup side of it. Um, it's probably what we're all doing in our businesses where we're trying to reinvent ourselves in a lot of ways, mm -hmm. but to go through that experience and to try to figure out how do you persevere through, you know, changes in the team? How do you persevere through tweaks in the product? How do you persevere through, you know, changes in the sales and the marketing process, all of those things that confront us daily how do you persevere through that and get gritty and make sure that you stay focused on, hey, we had this product for this reason. We think it's going to be successful for these reasons. How do we get it there? Yeah. And, and so when you were planning it, I'll use the marathon analogy again. When you were planning for your marathon, you didn't anticipate all those bumps and bruises and flips and broken headphones and those things. So when you were planning this startup and how it ended up, because it, 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 how did you did it come out very differently? Did you swerve and change based on what hit you, or did you just plow through and get it done the way you wanted to get it done? Yeah, we we've swerved and changed in a yeah, lot of ways, see? and you know, it's like you yeah, you put together a business plan, you have some ideas about how this thing's going to go. You yeah. know, you write your success story looking back in five and ten years, and um, you know what we found is like it's it's been. It has been an, an, an evolving journey, a wide, a, a winding path, but one that, you know, I look back on it and again, like we hit, we hit a lot of our goals. We didn't hit all of our goals, but it was the journey um, that, that I really appreciated and that was worth the experience. And so, um, you know, again, while we haven't had unfettered success at it, it, it's been an incredible journey along the way where, you know, I think we've touched a lot of people's lives. We've learned a lot about, um, you know, the experiences that we've had from a business perspective. It's made us stronger and better and more effective. I think we've learned a lot more about what we're going to do in the future in terms of, you know, how we'll improve upon that. But it's, uh, it's really been an incredible experience. Do you ever, do you ever look back and say, this should have been done by now. This didn't go as planned. This wasn't what we, this isn't turning out the way I envisioned it, even though it's, it's great and it's on the way, but it wasn't what you wanted. Does it, does that disappoint you? Is it feel like failure along the way or is it, do you see it as part of success? Uh, you know, it's a good question. It's, it's kind of hard to answer, um, because I think it's a mix of emotions. Like at times, um, you know, I do feel like we came up short, um, but you know, there's no, I mean, uh, to me, there's no, there should be no fear of failure and there should be no, you know, there should be no, um, you know, loss of, of, of enthusiasm or energy or pride in failure. Like, Hey, we tried, you know what, that's always been my view. And some of the things we failed at, we took the risk, like we had a bias towards action and we took the risk and we tried. We didn't succeed at everything, but, you know, show me anyone who has. I mean, you, you know, right. the greatest companies in the world to the greatest athletes to the greatest anything like 
everyone has had failure along the way. It's those who learn lessons from the failure and grow from that, I think, that ultimately succeed in what is the game of life. And so yeah. that's where I feel like we've come out ahead is that, yes, we've, we've failed along the way. We've done some we've, we've done some things that we absolutely should have done differently. But at the end of the day, I think it's, uh, you know, we've had a success because we've learned from those experiences. We've had a great journey and it's been, you know, it's been a ton of fun. And, and I think, you know, our business is better positioned than it ever has been to serve independent agents because of all those experiences. Because of those experiences. And, and that's part, of, I think failures, the only failure is when you don't try. I mean, yeah. that's the, to me, that's the definition of it. You have to fail to succeed. Otherwise, what have you succeeded at? I could right. walk across the room and open the door without failing. Big deal. Like let's do something that hasn't been done before. And that's going to re that's going to bring failure. So good for you. I'm wondering if we can talk a little bit about grit coming up for you, for your company, uh, moving forward, even more marathons. Like where, where do you see some challenges or hurdles for you in the future that are going to require some grit? Yeah. So, um, I, you know, on the, on the personal marathons, like my, my, my knees and hips are starting to show oh, the man, wear and yeah. tear of 20,000 miles. So, um, I'm, you know, my grit now is just like getting through the, <laughs> you know, the three day a week, four mile run and the eight and 10 miles on the weekends. Cause I want to run a marathon every year of my life for as long as I can. I'm at yeah. 18 years right now. I'd like to hit that 20, that 25, that 30 and 40, you know, milestones like that would be kind of cool. Um, whether or not it happens, we'll see, but I'm going to try like, you know, so that's my, my personal, my professional, awesome. um, really is like, you know, we have an opportunity. We, we, when I started as a CEO five years ago, we did a five-year strategic plan. It was pretty ambitious and really kind of shook up, you know, the foundation of what we had done as an organization to date. Um, we're at, we were at the end of that. We just did planning. Actually, it's, you know, kind of convenient timing. Last week we did, you know, a strategic planning retreat with our board and some volunteer leaders and our staff. And um, we set forth a new, uh, you know, course. Um, I mean, not a complete, you know, change of course. We've got, you know, the foundational elements of what we do as an organization, but we set forth on some new initiatives and I'm excited to do that because I feel like I've learned so much because those are five, those are my first five years of leading, of being a business leader in an organization before all my other roles, you know, had been, um, I had led people, but in smaller departments within an organization. Now I have the opportunity to lead an organization um, and we've set, you know, our board has set forth a great vision and strategy that really looking forward to executing on. And now with the wisdom and experience of having done it for five years, I feel like, you know, we're better set up for success where, we, you know, we understand a little bit of our limitations, um, but we're not going to be bound by those, but we're going to be so much more planful, thoughtful, better prepared, more meticulous in the things that we do, you know, probably a little less ambitious um, around taking on new initiatives when we've got a plan, we've got a course yeah. and it's the right one. Like we took the time to prepare for that. So the constant distractions that come in every single day. Like we're going to be a little better about being guarded about those because, you know, if they didn't fit within what we're doing, we're, we're you know, we're not going to let it steer off course or we're not going to allow it to, you know, become mission creep. Um, so I don't know, like I'm, I, I think those are the things I'm most excited about for the future. I'm really glad you shared that. It's so amazing that that it, in, in the marathon analogy just keeps going that that part of what's next. That's after the headphones broke. That's like, OK finish time now. Now we're not going to let anything get in the way. And so I, I love the way life kind of comes around in circles. Jeff, if somebody wanted to reach out to you and talk to you, just, I mean, you're such a motivational person and so encouraging. If they don't want, wanted to discuss heck marathons or, or uh, talk insurance, how would they reach out to you? 
Yeah, Brian. I mean, the easiest way is LinkedIn. Find me on LinkedIn. Um, I've all my stuff's out there. You know, I'm obviously connected to the Ohio insurance agents. You can go to our website, um, and, and find me there as well. But you know, those are the easiest ways, you know, Ohioinsuranceagents.com is our website. So yeah, I'd love to connect with anyone who, you know, finds, you know, the smallest amount of inspiration from this. Like it, it's been, it's been a fun ride and, um, yeah, running is obviously one of my personal passions, but you know, on the business side, you know, I, I love working for, our, our group, our, our, you know, I will tell you this, like you will not find a grittier group of entrepreneurs and business people than independent insurance agents. Like, you know, the deck is always stacked against them, but yet they persevere, they show grit and they continue to grow and continue to serve their clients. And it's really an inspiring story. And it may not be super sexy, like, you know, all the tech startups and all the other stuff that, you mm-hmm. know, that, that society's wooed by right now. But you tell me a lot, you, you show me other businesses that have survived for 150 to 200 years and continue to evolve and adapt themselves. Like it's a pretty inspiring and cool story. Yeah. Yeah. Business is hard, man. You got to know it when you get in it and you got, you got to know that there's going to be those things that you have to, in fact, Jeff, and I've got to wrap it up because I'm going to run a little long, but you mentioned that grit is in your company's value statements. Can you give me a little bit about what you, how you see grit as a part of your company, as a part of the value? Yeah. So Brian, um, we, we went about like all good companies do. We went about, um, you know, creating core values around, um, our, our, you know, how we conduct ourselves. And so we've got seven core values and grit is one of those core values is that, you know, we will persevere, um, through challenges. We will work with determination to meet our goals and overcome obstacles that stand in our way. So we want to make sure that, you know, our people remain competitive. Our people are focused on continuing to scale that next mountain and continuing to meet the challenges. So complacency is not something that's that's in our DNA. Um, it's not something that's in the DNA of independent insurance agents. So we really tried to look at the core values that we felt like agents have and make sure that we ingrain those in our culture and in our core values. And we live those every single day. So grit's a core part of it. That's I love this program. You know what what you put together here, like it, it just it really speaks to us and, and what we what we try to exhibit in our daily lives. Quick commercial for Spire Advertising. Everyone loves commercials, so I'll let you know it's coming. So if you need to tune out, do so. But here it is. Uh, if you're looking for a marketing company that that tries to accomplish that and mirror that and provide that grit to getting you over the uh, hurdle that you're facing as far as revenue or brand or strategy or whatever it might be, give us a look. It's brand. It's uh, SpireAd.com. You'll find me on LinkedIn. I am Brian Leffelock. I'm the Director of Sales at Spire Marketing. And I want to thank Jeff Smith for just being a part of what I always wanted this show to be about. I wanted it to be motivational for business owners and organizational leaders who struggle and look across the street and say, look at Jeff. He's got everything perfect. He's awesome. No, Jeff struggled. Oh, yeah. yeah. Right. And, and so thank you for providing that motivation and letting people know that all they got to do is show up and try and, uh, and, and finish and the world will be a better place to live. So thank you for sharing your story. Yeah. Thanks for having me, Brian. Folks, this is Dash of Grit. That's Jeff Smith. He's the CEO of Ohio Insurance Agents Association. And uh, I'm thrilled that he was part of the show. I'm thrilled that you're listening. We have 60 some odd episodes in the bank. You can listen to those and we do this every week. So until next time, stay gritty, win the day and enjoy this wonderful world. This is a Dash of Grit. Recipes for success from courageous leaders who overcome challenges and build great things. 